Here's what I wanted to start the show with. Aaron Rodgers drama. We've had a lot of it this year. From the preseason, where is Rodgers going to show up? Is he going to come? Is he going to retire? Is he going to be traded to the Broncos? Is he going to go here? Is he going to go there? What's going to happen? Well, Aaron Rodgers shows up, right? And he says, you know, I wanted some time away. I needed to reevaluate. I got yada, yada, yada. Went to Hawaii with his uh, fiance Shailene Woodley, and the actor Miles Teller and his wife. They had themselves a little uh, spiritual journey, it looked like. Rodgers comes back, so we get that drama. Season starts, Packers get their asses handed to them, week one. Then there's the drama surrounding, oh my God, Rodgers and company didn't do anything in preseason. Look at this slow start. I can't believe this last dance is off to the way it is with them getting handed to them by the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville. And then the rest of the season starts to unfold, right? And like, okay, the Packers actually, they got this. Notorious slow starters, they'll be fine. But then the whole vaccination immunized thing comes out for Aaron Rodgers. People got all their panties in a bunch over it, especially a lot of the blue check marks on Twitter. There's some more drama. And then you got the fractured pinky toe. There's some more drama. And now Aaron Rodgers, who I don't know if he wants anything to do with this drama. Part of me does believe he does like his name in the limelight. Don't blame him. But now there's the drama being set. Not by Rodgers' fault. No, no. There's the drama being set of what he is going to do once the season concludes. Will he retire? Will he go elsewhere? Now, after the game Sunday, when the Green Bay Packers, who didn't have the greatest of first quarters, then went and steamrolled the Chicago Bears in the second and third quarter, scoring 38 points on the Bears for Rodgers to continue cementing his legacy as, yes, the Bears' owner. After that 45-30 to 30 victory at Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers was asked if this was going to be his last game ever against the Chicago Bears. Here, take a listen to what Rodgers said on the podium. I mean, I'm not really thinking about that right now. Uh, I'm devoting all my energy uh, and focus to the season. And I don't know. I don't think it's my last against the Bears. Uh so Roger says, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be my last against the, Bear, against the Bears. The table is already being set. And I get it. A lot of these people have uh, clicks and eyeballs that they need to get on their websites and their Twitter accounts and yada, yada, yada. I get it. I, I get the job, obviously. Already setting the table, though, for the Aaron Rodgers drama, which we all had to experience all offseason about, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Aaron Rodgers just wants to live in the present just wants to live in the moment, week by week, and then eventually, eventually decide once the season concludes. He also talked about his criteria for retirement, and if he would, again, ever play Chicago. One of the factors in continuing to play would be, you know, can I still play? Uh, Do I still have it? Can I still be effective and efficient and, and make the plays I feel like I'm capable of making? And I think the answer is yes. So it sounds like to me Aaron Rodgers is not going to be you know, flirting with retirement again here. He just said, yes, I still have the criteria to keep on going. Now the season hasn't concluded yet. Aaron Rodgers still focusing week by week, game by game. The next game going to be the Baltimore Ravens here in Baltimore, 325 kickoffs on Sunday. Lamar Jackson voided a high ankle sprain against the Browns last uh, this Sunday that just happened. John Harbaugh, the Ravens head coach, said they're going to see how it all goes in practice this week, but the expectations is – for Lamar Jackson to play. Last time I checked, though, the Packers 
Uh, the line opened up at six and a half, moved down to five and a half. I saw it yesterday at four and a half. I'm looking right now. Uh, the Packers are still favored by four and a half at M&T Bank Stadium there in Baltimore, Maryland. So Aaron Rodgers, adamant not once but twice to the media. You know, I'm not thinking about that. I don't want to talk about it. I want to focus on the season. Well, Aaron Rodgers, every Tuesday, gets with that Pat McAfee guy. Great show, the Pat McAfee show, who just got buku cash. Pat McAfee's been known to get a couple things out of him here and there. Aaron Rodgers again asked on the Pat McAfee show, and they're just setting the table for this to get you more and more caught up in the Aaron Rodgers drama because they love it and they know it clicks. Pat McAfee asked them, if he'll be back in Green Bay next year. No, I mean, look, it's going to be one of the questions for sure moving forward as we get late in the season. I understand that. And, and uh, I got a question after the game if it was my last time playing against the Bears. And, yeah, I haven't thought about that a whole lot. I mean, I really I really haven't. I think when you're a creature of habit during the season, you, you your focus uh, definitely narrows. But at some point, there'll be obviously time to reflect on that and to think about uh, the season. But I think that's, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks away. Uh, but he, there was a lot of questions from... Uh, from you know all Catherine Allen and uh, and Chris and about you know that idea of uh, you know where I'm at mentally with the team and you know I don't want to overshare uh, in those situations just because I feel like uh, just like during the off season a lot of those conversations need to stay uh, between the people involved been a good year conversation between Brian and myself um, you know I feel like I've been involved in a lot of conversations uh, about certain uh, individuals on this. You know, you know, on the squad and also on other squads and making our team better. All right, I'll pause it right there really quick. Another thing of the drama, right, was Aaron Rodgers' in relationship with Brian Gutekunst, the Packers' GM. Um, seems like they've been doing much better, uh, just as an outsider, right? You got Aaron Rodgers, got his best buddy Randall Cobb back. Randall Cobb now with the core injury. Looks like he's going to be done for the rest of the year. That's a bummer. But Rodgers, as he suggests, been in conversations about making the team better with the Packers' GM, Brian Gutekunst. And I think, you know, when Aaron Rodgers is feeling better, obviously the rest of the Packers are feeling better. And when that's happening, they're winning football games. Therefore, Brian Gutekunst is feeling better, the guy who's piecing it all together. And the head coach, Matt LaFleur, is feeling good about it because that's his team. And then you look at above, Mark Murphy, who is a complete schlep, and he's excited that he's got his sledding hill back. Got to be feeling better because money's rolling in. Money's always rolling in, but the better you do, the more money comes in, the more winning you do, the more merchandise sold, the more tickets sold, which has never been a problem for the Packers. So the more drama that's been, right, Aaron Rodgers and the relationship with Brian Gutekunst. This season has been like no season ever. And I think that's easy to say just the state of the world and what's going on when it comes to the Rona. It's been a wild season. So much drama. It is beyond what a soap opera can do on daytime television. Here's more from Rodgers. Um, obviously, there's been uh, some acquisitions that I think have really – uh, really helped out and paid dividends. Russell Douglas, you know, being as oh. big as, as as any of them, but Devondre Campbell as well. Um, I was thinking about it after the game the other night. Uh, the beauty uh, in this in the in the game and why I feel romantic about it from time to time is. Oh, I like that. I feel romantic about the game. Ooh, is the redeeming uh, qualities uh, that a team uh, can have the redeeming nature of bringing guys back into the fold who weren't really wanted by other teams and making them feel like they have a real home. And it's that restoring of dignity opportunity that that I think every locker room and team has a chance to do. And this is another thing Rodgers really wanted to focus on coming into this season, right, is giving guys like Randall Cobb, who was back. Uh, Clay Matthews was another name brought up. Now, obviously, never came back. 
Um, let's see here. Jared Cook, I do believe, was a name. You had, um, did he say uh, Charles Woodson? There's a bunch of names. Uh, Julius Peppers, I do believe, was a name. There's so many names that Rodgers was talking about who he felt were disrespected and treated wrong as they are shown the door for the Green Bay Packers. Again, though, professional sports is a cutthroat business. You're not supposed to have feelings in it. But Rodgers talking about you know bringing back guys that felt like they were mistreated, i.e. a Rasul Douglas who was paid off in dividends, two you know back-to-back games of pick sixes, um, and you know also picking off Kyler Murray in the end zone, sealing that game for the Packers out there in Arizona. Then you have Devondre Campbell. This dude was a street-free agent. Now leads the team with tackles. Just went over 100 against the Chicago Bears. So guys that were you know you know casts off of other team. Rodgers, Brian Gutekunst able to find these guys and bring them in and look what they've been doing. Here's more. It's on the personnel that comes in and, and the type of personalities that those individual players have. But we've had a lot of guys who I think were kind of outcast guys or, or afterthoughts at times. Whether they're draft picks who got passed over by a number of teams or drafted later than they thought they were going to be drafted or players who are on the street who weren't wanted by teams. And there's been a, a decent amount of those guys uh, who we've acquired over the years. And I think when you add enough of those guys together and you make them feel like they're a part of something special, you can really create a tight, cohesive group. And you look look at the guys that we, that are making a big impacts for us on both sides of the ball. There's a lot of those type of guys. So I like that, a tight, cohesive group. And that's exactly what the Packers are this season. Now, when Rodgers says that he'd been immunized and a lot of the media members, all of the media members, didn't follow up with their question, Wanted to go on some big tirade, how their feelings were hurt, how Aaron Rodgers lied to them, to his team, to everyone, blah, 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 blah. No. Aaron Rodgers didn't lie about anything. If they, if anyone felt slighted and lied to in that team, would they be having a tight, cohesive unit that they have right now, staring at 10-3, and 3, the number one seed in the NFC? I don't think so. Here's more from Rodgers. Not just the Rasul Douglases and Devondre Campbells of the world, um, but Preston Smith coming back and taking a, uh, you know, a pay cut, uh, and and you know setting aside his ego and his pride, and I think he's had such an important impact on our team, not just from a production standpoint, but from a leadership standpoint. You know, on offense, we just plugged in Dennis Kelly, who wasn't really wanted by a lot of teams, and he had a had a very nice game for us. Aaron Jones was a late round draft pick, who a lot of people didn't think. Would ever gonna, was ever going to be a number one pick. Look at our offensive line. We have Yash Nishman at left tackle, John Runyon Jr. at left guard, Lucas Patrick at center, Royce Newman and his mullet at right guard, and Dennis okay. Kelly at right tackle. A lot of those guys were either undrafted, drafted late, or not thought of as, as guys who were going to be contributors to our football team, especially not starting the season now, other than maybe Lucas, who was expected to start for us at one of the interior positions. And that's kind of, I think that sets an attitude in the squad of, of guys who are able to set aside their ego and have some sort of chip on their shoulder and have some appreciation for coming together and being a part of chemistry in the locker room and togetherness and connectedness. And it's, it's similar to, to the teams that AJ was on that, that were our best teams over the years, 2009, 2010, 2014, um, where we had a really tight locker room. And, and it, it's a good feeling coming. So I'll pause it right there. Wow. Rodgers just breaking it down, and especially on that offensive line. He's totally right. There's been blow after blow after blow after blow after blow on this offensive line. And yet here they are, 10-3 and three, again, the number one seed in the NFC. That is definitely a tight-knit locker room, all playing for one another, all on the same page, and all getting it done. Crazy. But this Long clip that Roger's been talking on. Initially, the question was, 
if he would be back in Green Bay next year. He's running it down, saying, I'm not going to think about it, and then talking about basically all his complaints he had coming into the season of how he's now been more involved with Brian Gutekunst, bringing guys in, obviously winning, tight-knit, loving it. And again, I can't stress this enough, the number one seed in the NFC. But at the end of this clip, Pat McAvee asked Rodgers a question, and this is where the drama gets added to about if he'll be back next year for the Packers. Listen to the question Pat McAvee asked him and listen to Roger's answer. Take a listen. I'm going to work every day. So you love being a Green Bay Packer right now, yeah? I love playing ball, man. You love being a Green Bay Packer, yeah? Long pause. I love playing ball, man. There's where the drama gets a little bit more added. You love being a Green Bay Packer? I love playing ball, man. Hey, you're the Foo Fighters. I only mean one thing. Barry Richter in the house. Pride of Wisconsin. What's up, Barry? What's going on, boys? How you doing? So, uh, I'm doing good, RJ. How are you doing? Just great. Just great, man. You look good, RJ. Well, thank you. Evo? Yeah. You look, you look all fit. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little tired today. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a little tired today. But you still grind through, man. Even oh, though you're not at the... You know, you still... There. You're still a professional. There. I, I will never. Listen, you have to pull me out of here. Like, you'll have to drag me out of here kicking and screaming to get me off the air or out of work. I've only uh, called in sick. Um, it was a couple weeks ago, the week before Thanksgiving. I had to sit out for 10 days. What were the rumors flying around on that? Was that a suspension? That I was I suspended. 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 I love it. Suspended. Um, I was, I was suspended. Dead. Yeah, there was the aliens abducted me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was up partying with Bigfoot. Mostly that I was suspended. But I had I just had I had COVID. I had, I had the Rona. Yeah. So yeah, I had happens. I had to, it does. I lost my taste, I lost my away. smell, and I had um I just was like kind of tired for two days. That was it. And you look great right now. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Long long night was we went through some, my wife and I had something to take care of when it comes to one of our pets. If uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So we had one of those things. So that's why I was it's one of those nights where you know leading up to it, you know eventually you, you gotta say goodbye. And then when it happens, it happens and yeah. you gotta go through it. So yeah, that's yeah. that's why I'm a little tired today. Yeah. Um but yeah, everything's cool. But bear, when it comes to um you're playing hurt, a little bit. But a little bit, yeah. and I was the only other time I was sick besides having the Rona for a little bit was the Brewers in the NLCS against the LA Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I got so I don't know what it was. I couldn't talk. Like there was like I couldn't talk. So when you can't talk, yeah, you can't do your job. You yeah. can't come in. So in my ten years of being here, I've only now been called in sick twice. Once because I couldn't talk, and the other time because I had to quarantine. Like I for the listeners out there, you sound great. Thank you. And Barry, yeah, I also you said I'm looking good. I'm looking fit. I appreciate that. Good, Thank man. you. You're also you're looking gonna, super yeah. fly, RJ as always. I'm come on. So Barry, let me ask you. Wisconsin hockey definitely is going through a little tough time right here. Yep. But they did get a huge win. The the main problem, right, um, besides not stopping the goals, was not scoring goals. Correct. Wisconsin, the floodgates opened up over the weekend for that offense. Yeah, Friday. I mean, it was uh, they came out and they had some goals. And I think what you looked back on the weekend, they had four power play goals. And uh, hats off to Coach Strobel as he runs the mm-hmm. power play unit. And you need that. You need to have strokes. the specialty teams to 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 chip in, and and when you get the the man down or the man up advantage, you got to make sure you you put the puck away. And so, you know, a typical percentage is about a good power play is anywhere between eighteen twenty percent. Last year's was around 
31 or 33. That tells <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, that tells you what kind of – that was almost like record-breaking. Well, I mean, last year you were also playing the five-forward uh, power play. Yep. I mean, I, I think that's the first time I've ever seen it or heard of it. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing just so, it's happened just so before, but yeah, I mean, so it, it was hard to yeah. keep some of those guys off the ice <laughs> for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, so they're trying to find it, and Corson Kulamans is a, a young freshman who number four, first rounder, runs the power play, and and obviously some adjusting to the college hockey pace and everything mm-hmm. has has been there for him. But uh, it's good. I mean, that was a good, that was one thing you got to take away is that they had to score some power play goals. And then all of a sudden Saturday night it was just sort of a flip, right? And then because you were at both games, I was correct? at both games, and and the the first night it was great. You know yeah. what? They needed to score goals. They needed to get that out of their system. They played well. Mo played great in net, and uh, Coach Granado went to him Saturday night, which is good. I like you know they've been sort of splitting the goaltending duties, and he so went we got right, like the hot hand, went right, right back to Mo the next night. And uh, the, the what what the players need to do is that they. They got to understand that they're not going to score four goals all the time, right? So, which they haven't. Proven it's hard to, to be. score goals, is it not? I mean, you yeah. got a big boy and a lot of pads standing there with the stick and a glove. And I look back at the games and uh, and the goal on, on Saturday is that they just you cannot make mistakes that that the easy mistakes. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make mistakes, make the ones that you're going to get burnt, like tic tac toe passing around you and you're yeah. getting burnt, where you can't have it where a D pinches in on the wall, and then there's no forward supporting them, and then you have two-on-ones. So that's called odd man advantage, right? Sure. So that's not good. We had a lot of two-on-ones, and they and they scored. And Mo played great in net. He played, I think he had like 50-some shots on him. <laughs> I couldn't imagine, you know, growing up, Barry, playing hockey, did you ever have an inkling to be a goalie? Did you ever want to be a goalie? I, I never wanted to be the kid. Like, I played soccer. We need a goalie. I was I always put my hand on. I'm like, I'm not playing goalie. I want to score the goals. I got one picture of me in pads when I was a kid because you know, yeah, everyone has to play goalie, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, and rotate. And the world needs goalies, right? I got love for goalies because the world needs goalies because you need someone a little sadistic, someone that likes to get punished a little bit. It is probably the most important position <laughs> on the team. We well, yeah, are stopping, the, you're the, stopping the other team from scoring. Right. So, but no, I it uh, it was a little too slow for me. But um, <laughs> anyways, I passed the bag. I passed the goalie equipment down to the next kid in line. That it and takes he, a, and he took and it, and then yeah. never came back. Never, never came back around. It takes a sure. special individual to you know want to be goalie. I'll have to dig up that goalie. picture for you and get and get it. Well, to please, you. well, Barry, we got your stick. I don't, we got to figure out what to do with your stick. You said you gave us your actual uh, Richter stick. It says you got your name, your number on it. You and Strobe signed it. We got to like figure out where to put it. Like. I want to hang it somewhere, like in a beautiful spot. I don't know where yet. You know what? In in the corner is probably just fine with me. Just like, <laughs> well, it's like it's right now. It's it is in the corner right now, but it's waiting. I kind of wanted to do it like hanging right here behind yeah. me because the camera's right here. I think it'd be very beautiful. Uh, but Bear, one well, real quick, we did figure out a, a listener had called in. Uh, Wisco Chad called in during the sports flash, or no? I'm sorry, it was um, not Wisco Chad. He called in after uh, Corey did in Marshall, our uh, resident weatherman. He was wondering where the truck was going. Um, yeah, and, he passed the truck. I heard. He passed I was, the truck. To him. And we figured it out. The research department did. It wasn't the stadium series where it was going. RJ, where did you say research research department said it was going? Uh, Winter Classic. Winter Classic at so Target that, Field. So that's where that is going, Corey. Uh, at Target Field. Bear, um, real quick. Uh, when it comes to Wisconsin hockey, the Quick Trip Holiday Faceoff event set for Badger fans in Milwaukee. We got uh, the Pfizer form on the docket for Wisconsin hockey. What is it like uh, for the team to go out and play somewhere? That's uh, not in their barn, but somewhere where they're, uh, you know, in their uh, not state, but 
when it comes to your playing days. Yeah, that's, that's a cool event. I mean, that's going to be a really, really neat event. And they have pictures online of what the rink looks like in Pfizer yep. Arena. And Pfizer Arena is this true basketball arena, right? I mean, if you've ever been there and watched the Bucks play, it's mm-hmm. it's really tight. I've um, only been there for concerts. It's it's got to be a great concert place. Tool. I mean, I'm I'm guessing just <laughs> by <laughs> twelve minute version songs. Twelve minutes. That's a short one. But that's yeah. a short one. <laughs> but yeah, if you go online, you maybe grab some pictures. It's really neat. Where the end zones are sort of tight, and the the seats come up right to the glass and everything. And so it, it's that the genesis of that whole tournament was when I was back in school. What was called the the Bank One. Badger Holiday Showdown, yeah. and it was right after Christmas, and we used to go to the Bradley Center, and we, it was 17,000 people, just yeah. packed. It was sold out. I mean, that used to be people's bowl trips. I, I can remember yeah. up until the Badgers started going to bowls, that was our holiday vacation. When winter break happened, we went and stayed at the Hyatt yep. in, yeah. in Milwaukee. <laughs> That's where we stayed. Where the, the rotating they went restaurant the was, and that was your... That was our holiday vacation. We went you were and watched. Spot on, we went and watched the Badgers yep. usually win the Badger Hockey Showdown, and yeah, I mean it, it's good to see too because Yale was always there. Yale, yeah. and so guess who they're playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're playing Yale. You're December bringing 28th. back the classics. <laughs> so the, the, the thing is about Yale's got a pretty decent team. I yeah. don't know about this year, but they, they the program has actually been pretty good for Ivy League and. Uh, so they're coming in. But usually the Badgers get to play someone that maybe can get them in the finals. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> oh, Evo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. So they can play Stro- someone. But- Strobes will pull them up by their bootstraps and get them in. Yeah, but that's a good uh, – that's a really uh, – you know, they have off right now for uh, exams and finals. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they scored some goals, like you said. They probably need to get away from the rink a little bit and just uh, – Well, what's that just- like in your playing days? you ever go through some adversity and you like you had a break coming up? You're like, man, we got to step aside and just reset the mind. Did you ever have a, a moment like that where you guys are always just were beating ass? Yeah, and you just – well – when we play, no, we didn't have that. But um, <laughs> we, but you do need a break. Yeah. And and right now, when the kids are studying, we got to remember they are student athletes, and they have to they have exams that they got to do, and they have about two weeks off in between games here. And so what the, what happens is that you study, you take care of academics, but then you also maybe go you go to the rink and have fun. Yeah, you play a three on three game, you play some pond hockey games, you play you you get back to almost like when you were a kid. Where the, you're not you're not playing for like almost loose, like a business, easy, right? You know? So you shake some things out there. So hopefully they can find some fun in the game, get some wins. I know that they're they're playing uh, eight games at home. They have a stretch here. They're sort of halfway through it. I don't know yeah. if that's County Milwaukee or not, but um, I do believe they they op- they come back Big Ten on the road and and so they they got to start not putting counting some wins. Milwaukee Barry. It's not counting. So yeah. hey, I mean. You got to put some wins together in the Big Ten, and we've always mm-hmm. said if they can put some wins together, they got three points for a win. Yep, they can string that. You can get up in the standings pretty quick, but they got to get away from the game a little bit and just sort of yeah get the love back. So we got Yale coming up, as you said, and then it's uh, Bowling Green and Providence also going to be in there as well. So uh, when I think of Bowling Green, I just think of people getting just trounced in football. So I don't, I don't, I don't know the the hockeyans and it's a Bowling Green. These are, the programs sort of come and go, and I and yeah. I, like I said, I just look at parity in college hockey in general. I mean, it's just it, you just never know what's going to happen, right? A, yeah. a 40th ranked team can beat a fifth ranked team if you get good goaltending, special teams play, and, and you you have good structure, you yeah. know. And, and right now, I think the Badgers on the Saturday night they just didn't have the good structure right there, and and that's a. When you can't score a lot of goals, you can't have small, you know, minor mistakes that kill you. Stay, play above the puck, keep everything in front of you, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see Nelly behind me right now in the studio. 
No, if he would, he'd be there. I got to get behind Nelly, right, and play some good D. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly, Nelly has always said that he wants people in his foxhole, Barry, and you'd be one of them. <laughs> he'd protect you. He'd have your six, as he would say. <laughs> Nelly's a wrestler. I want that guy in my foxhole. Wrestler. He, he, you know? he wrestles real angry too. I'll tell you that. He's a wrestler too. Our, buddy. How's right. it going? How's the season going, RJ? Oh, we uh, started last week and uh, better than expected. So that's that's good. Got All a right. lot of new kids, so when it comes to seasons, when it comes to seasons, my man Barry over here. What's the coach? Are you like is your season yet? You coaching youth hockey? What's going on? No, I'm done. I coached the sort of the all star team before, and then high school season kicked off. And uh, so now you kind of your- I have a freshman at Edgewood, and they uh, played five games and just starting up. And so they have a decent team, good team. We'll see what happens. So what's with your coaching career now? Uh, it's, it's illegal for me to coach high school. So that's why if I coach this before a season, then so I can't coach. Okay, and I don't want to coach high school. I don't want to coach. I want to be a parent. Okay, so I want to cool. watch. I want to sit, sit back and watch. So I'm, uh, I'm watching the high school season. Then I'll go back and coach. Okay. Then after. you go back at it. Okay. Yeah. So the Richter pond, which is, uh, this heralded thing we talk about here, oh. taking a big blow today. Yeah, it's gonna be sixty-five degrees big, on December fifteenth. A big blow today. We got the floaties out there. We got you know instead Turned of ice, into the Richter pool. Yep, into the pool. Is there a diving board out there? I know it's warm. Yeah, and I know. Corey's dude. right. It's gonna be it's gonna be very windy. So make sure everyone buttons down the hatch. Well, when there. you came in, was it windy when you came in? Today? No, but it's coming. Yeah, fifty mile an hour winds. It's coming. So, so what's Corey's on? Um, Corey's spot on as your resident weatherman. What's going on for uh, the Richter Christmas coming up here next week, uh, Barry? It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty easy. Everyone's in town. You know, in laws are in town. My parents are in town. What Shout you, out to Pat and Renee Richter. Well, out I got there listening in. They like listening in to you guys. Well, Pat, again, congratulations on the award. Um, real quick. Pat Richter, what and this I have this problem too with my parents, but what do you get someone that's got everything? He see, he, I guess he's know, listening. You, can so you just gotta think a little bit, yeah. you know, you know, with the in-laws and the father-in-law and the, the parents. You golf, gotta, you, you golf gotta, gear, maybe a couple of gift cards, Nevada Bob's, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. little dicks, you know, a little uh, like extension that. on the mantle for the you new know, trophy. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a f- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an extension of the mantle for there the new trophy. Go. There you go. That's beautiful. Well, now the gift's ruined. The, the surprise is ruined. You can, do, Sorry. you can surprise the, the the parents, you know, once in a while. Something that they don't have. <laughs> and Barry, you got to give our best to Nagy. Um, he was texting me this morning. Um, it was his. Was it? He was celebrating a work anniversary last time he was in here. Yeah, yeah. two years. Two with years the for the group, and he, he was probably crushing it at four thirty. That guy wakes up and <laughs> how long gets on you the been? Peloton. How long you been crushing now in the in Hausman Group? Uh, I've been doing about eleven years. Damn, dude, eleven years. About as long as me in the radio crazy? here. Yeah, yeah. You still never, wish you I never was playing hockey, though, man. Why oh, bad? I still wish I was playing. You keeping up tabs with the NHL? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your, who's your Toronto team? Toronto looks good. right now. I guess now. you don't really Toronto have a team, do you? You just kind of like good hockey. I just I like I like very good hockey. You know how the Kraken's looking. Kraken's looking like an expansion team. <laughs> That's a good you answer. You mean they, they didn't That's get the answer. same advantages uh, the Vegas Golden Knights nope, did? they did not. That's so a good answer. It's crazy how yeah. that works out. And before I let you go, how did it feel to see Aaron Rodgers uh, continue his, uh, renew his ownership of the Chicago Bears? He's, uh, he, he stands by it, man. He stands by his words. It's crazy. I, you didn't think it was going to happen, though, the way they started that game. Well, I never doubted it, though. It's like I was a little nervous at first, but I'm like, it's the Chicago Bears. They suck. <laughs> and it's the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Do you have any Bears fans that listen to you? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 20. Really? Oh, yeah. There's Paulie's one up in Marinette. He gets very triggered when I talk bad about the Bears, but then says he's not triggered. I love him, though. He's a great guy. My own youngest brother's a Bears fan. So you can take it both ways. You can either say, you know what, like, we've got to enjoy these 30-plus years that we've had as <laughs> Packer fans, and then someday... Hopefully it's not going to come. I got a pause of music. I just thought of, I thought of a question. Yeah, in your playing days in the NHL, 
Did you ever have a team that you always, or I guess in college as well, that would just always beat up on? They beat up on? Yeah, that you it went from the Badgers to your time in the NHL. Was there a team yeah, that, that you was, always I mean, beat up on? It was like the teams that were just the expansion. I think you know the Florida Panthers were just coming in. Yeah. Coyotes, Arizona teams. Coyotes, San Jose. San Jose was a new team. So all the warm in. weather teams, you would just go spank. Yep. yep. Yeah. And now and and now it's the Kraken, but they have a great. They have <laughs> what great about collegiately, huh? What about collegiately? Collegiately was like Michigan Tech. Yeah. There's great in the year right now. Point night against Michigan the, Tech. Point night. <laughs> either of the Alaskas. Yep. The Alaskas. Up, How, many right? yeah. How many points did you get against Anchorage? How many points did you get against Michigan Tech? Oh, I got, I got maybe a couple goals and assists. You know, for defense, and that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> well, so. I mean, Barry, we're in the NHL. Of course, it's damn good, dude. You know. Barry, always a pleasure, man. All right, boys. Well, hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you guys. Well, we'll get you. We'll get you next week. Well, they're not really playing, but you know, we can still come in if you want to come in. You want to drink some eggnog? Next week, yeah, we'll do so. Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. Thanks to our guy Barry Richter. That is one cool cat right there. Cooler than a motorcycle. Cooler than the flip side of a pillow. RJ. Holler. Charlie down the middle. Johnson called in during a break and dropped a little nugget on us. RJ immediately remembered it. I had to take some um, some thinking and then Google searching. Who yeah. remembers Mountain Jacks on the west side of Madison? RJ yeah. did immediately. Oh man! Like Mountain as soon Jacks. as he said that, that was a place I always picked to to go to my birthday dinner, dude. And then I started thinking of like the arcade in the mall. There was once upon a time a pet store in the mall. Turns out those were not good. No, they were not. A uh, KB Toys. That was uh, where it yeah. was at. Mountain Jacks. Wow, what a throwback. Uh, let's go to the phone line one. Who's this? Dan. Hey, what's up, brother? Danny. What's going on? Hey. Um, hey. So. I'm calling about some life coaching here. Yeah, please. Talk about feet in a little bit. But first, we got to talk about Pat here. So, have you guys been in Nevada, Bobs? <laughs> I, I suck ass at golf, so it's, not. It's been a while. It, yeah, I, I have been in there before. Okay. So, uh, I needed a new pair of shoes. And if anybody's listening, may know who works in the shoe section. And let's just say that I came out with two pairs of shoes. I'm not going to go uh, yep. as far as that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my family, but I think about it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> then hang on one second. I just got to toss this person on hold. Uh, so I think I walked out of there uh, with like three dozen balls before, and I didn't even <laughs> need them. I was right, just going to right. look. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got the silver tongue. Yeah. I, no. I, uh, she does. Stand, oh, she. Excuse you, me. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Can you stand behind me while I uh, oh, here help me Oh, out? <laughs> it, it all makes sense yeah. now. It's all coming together. Here's you. Yeah. He, She's 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 got she's, she's she has a good life. She's got it going yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to so, my my golf balls, I usually try to find something in the woods uh, when I'm searching for mine that I just hit in the woods. So that's how I collect my golf balls. That's fair. That's fair. There's a lot there. And there's no, there's no one really in the trees trying to help me out there either. There's nothing really good looking out. There. No, no, you're fine. Just kick it out there. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, why I was calling was so my uh, my company has uh, floor seats. At Pfizer, oh. and uh, last time I was there with a customer, and before the game, Grayson gets done shooting, and he walks through, and I, I just go, oh hey Grayson, you know, and he's just, you know, with his little smirk, didn't say anything, <laughs> like a little jerk. Um, and then I look at my, I look at my customer, and I go, for five years I've been thinking about what I'd say to that man when I saw him, and all I said was, hey Grayson. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's wearing a Bucks jersey, so it's like it like loses its luster. 
I know, I know, but I'm I'm not going to choke tonight. I can't get kicked out because I'm with customers, but I need a little advice. Yeah. Justice Winslow touched so, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I was thinking maybe, like, K, uh, I can't, I don't know, can I say K blows the ref? Can I say that? No. <laughs> So, uh, you, you, do you need advice on what to say to Grayson Allen? I, I want to say something to him tonight. Man. It's been, it's been five years. I got I to gotta get it out. And he's wearing a Bucks jersey, which makes it quite the conundrum. I know. Damn it, And then if I get into his head, then, you know, he's off. Well, here's the thing. Like, Giannis and Nakumbo and Dante DiVincenzo just entered COVID protocols. They're not going to be playing. Chris Middleton hyperextended his knee. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins yeah. got injured. Brooke Lopez had back surgery. Um, there's more injuries. Right. Uh, there's even more I can't even remember right now. They need they need every minute quality from Grayson Allen. I think you got to be like supportive to the guy. Or as much as that or, pains me to say. No, no, I like this. See, this is why I called you. This is kill him with kindness. Love kindness, Dan. So, or or we just call it a throwaway game and then I give it to him. Oh, dude! Now you, you how the turntables mm. turn. Yeah, yeah. I just blew your mind. You did. So, I, man. Just ponder on it. Ponder How long do you listen it. for? How long do you listen for? Uh, most of the day, but I I visit customers. So mm, well, I'm you tell those customers. customers you tell those customers yeah, tough tough, tough titties today. You're busy. Um, yeah, I'll, just, I'll sit I'll sit in the car and just sit on the computer. We'll we'll meet you over at uh, Nevada Bob's. <laughs> well, <laughs> well wait, do we know the correct work schedule? We go to. I'm intrigued now. I'm intrigued. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I'm intrigued. I can picture it in my mind. Oh yeah, no, you you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'll pick up golf again. Yeah. All right, Dan, I'm yeah, gonna I'm no, gonna think. I'll, right now, I'm saying kill him with kindness. But okay. at the end of the day, it could be a throwaway game. But it's against the Pacers. I don't know if it's a throwaway game. Um. Yeah. Maybe. All right, well, all right I'll hey, think about it. I'll think about it, buddy. Okay. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll think. All this right. is you put me in a, a predicament. All right, I'll think about it. All right, Dan, you the man. All right, see ya. What do you say to Grayson Allen? One of his most and everyone's most hated Badgers. Justice Winslow touched it. I think you got to kill him with kindness. Maybe say he kind of looks like Ted Cruz. Yeah. I mean, there's that, I guess. I don't really know what else. But yeah. What you, I mean, he's on your team. Hey, he, you look like Ted Cruz. Are you the Zodiac Killer? There you go. Boom. Got it. Boom show. Got him. Justice Winslow touched it. Just, hey, Grayson. Justice Winslow touched it. Break like, a leg. Yeah. Hey, don't be tripping out there, son. <laughs> Hated Badgers, though. Uh, we have here a guy, True Advisor, on Twitch.tv. Search my name, Ebo, says it the following. He says, Steph Effin Curry. Hated watching him single-handedly beat Bucky that one year. Yeah, there's just one dude you had to cover on that team. Didn't happen. Well, last night, Steph Curry making history. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! This dude's nutty. Yeah. This dude's a wild boy. There's Ray Allen in attendance as he was surpassed by Steph. There's Draymond Green giving him a high five, thankfully not kicking him in the nuts. As he's been known to do. Three-pointer, number 29-74. The man who changed the game. The igniter of the three-point revolution in the NBA. BA? And now he stands alone at the top. Now he needs a four-point line. I honestly think he changed the game for the worse. 
just I mean, he's so smooth, but like yeah, now, now but everyone just the way the game is played. Like, do you watch AAU basketball now, or or not AAU, but like yeah, just in general, you just run up, you either shoot a crazy three or you dunk it. Right, mostly NBA. A lot of AAU it's, though too. It's the reason why the U.S. game has suffered. There's no mid range anymore, right? Unless you're Giannis or Chris like, Middleton. There, the the point in time where uh, not U.S. teams were winning golds at Worlds. Um, the Olympics and all that is because there's no skill in the American game of basketball anymore. Get to the rack and dunk it, or there is skill of shooting a three like Steph Curry, but there's only one Steph Curry. But, right, most of it is guys who have to go find their spot on the floor, and they yeah. can make that shot. Dude, I was there's watching, no real skill in that. I was watching Steph Curry up in the stands, like, like I don't know how many rows up. He was almost on like the second deck. Just draining three pointers. Yeah, he like goes and sits in the stands, just draining them. He's got skill. He is nuts. not everybody can be him. No, there's but only now one. Now they're like trying to be him. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. They're, so like the mid range jumper imitation, for, RJ, the sincerest right. form of flattery. But mid range jumper for kids gone. Like there is no more mid range jumper in in growing up playing basketball. Do you think it'll ever switch? Eventually, the analytics will change. And like this is, I don't know. Everyone's so analytic driven. You yeah. either get to the rack or shoot a three. Well, I mean, what your highest percentage shots are the the ones that are close. And then if you want an automatic, almost you drive and get fouled. You know where you're gonna see some mid ranges tonight. Cole Center, seven oh. o'clock. Nickel State, Wisconsin. YMCA basketball. You'll be seeing some mid-range tonight. This is the mid-range game's last stand uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Let's do it. Great guard and company. Oh, 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 now oh, I do oh. like a Johnny Davis corner three-pointer that can uh, corner three. ice it against the Indiana Hoosiers. Damn it, Peter. You know that's <laughs> that's a glitching game. Oh, let me see. What am I going to do this time? Corner three. I could go back, though, to NBA Jam on my Sega Genesis, RJ. And say that's where the NBA game started to change in the 90s. Because you would either go, boom, shakalaka, and throw it down. Or, he's on fire. I would always be the Indiana Pacers in Space or space Jam, in NBA Jam. Yeah. So I could be Reggie Miller. And the only thing I would do is corner three after a corner three after a corner three after a corner three. Oh, it, it was the latest... Uh, the last, like, I don't even know when it was, but like you can download um, on the PS. He's on fire. Three, um, download NBA Jam. Yeah, dude, we had like everybody unlocked. Uh, I mean, Larry Bird can't miss a shot unless you like just jack him up. <laughs> Did you have Bill Clinton before he was on the Lolita Express? Uh, I, I, yeah, think, like, I think he was on that much, time, actually. Pretty much everybody you can is un- unlocked. So like, because uh, I remember getting the Bill Clinton cheat codes. I'm like, this is wild. Yeah, and I I don't think you can do that. Know, he's in, a giant scumbag in the PS3 release. So it's like, uh, oh, okay, I still have my Sega Genesis. It's hooked up. Yeah, I have the cheat codes right in front of me. Always on fire. Down right, right B A left. <laughs> he's on fire. Yeah, you can lock. Uh, Ad Rock, Air Dog, Billy Boy. Yeah, not his friend Jeffrey. Uh, we also unlocked Chow the, Chow, uh, the Bulls mascot, Frank the big, Thomas. The Big he? Heads. <laughs> the Big Heads were sweet, dude. Jazzy Jeff, you can unlock MCA, Mike D of the Beastie Boys. Ooh, the, the ABA ball, unlocked that. Okay, yeah. So anyways, what I'm saying is maybe that's when the game changed 
for the worst, RJ, was the release of NBA Jam. Not really, because I guess that was early. 90s. They took like '80s style basketball, put it into a two-on-two game. <laughs> what well, did you have a team? I was always the Pacers because Reggie Miller. I love Reggie Miller. Always um, from the corner. Swish, I swish. Liked, I would dominate people. Yeah, I I, I liked. Um, oh, it was the. Uh, who was it? Um, I don't know. It's your team. I know. <laughs> I think I I I liked the Magic. Oh, you Penny? Could, you, Penny and Shaq. Yeah. I mean, that was an unstoppable team. Not, only, not a good three-point team, but... The stupidest thing about that game was you couldn't have Michael Jordan on the Bulls. Unless, I mean, you could unlock him, he, I think, but it wasn't named. No, no, no. Yeah, he didn't He didn't. It wasn't named it. Michael yeah. Jordan. So, yeah. Anyways, um, there you but go. From Steph Curry... Pippen and Horace Grant, or Pip, uh, Horace Grant and Steve Kerr, that was not a bad team either. No. The Milwaukee Bucks were the worst team in the NBA Jam game, and the two players they had on the initial game, the original game... One was like there one year, and the other I think got traded before the season started or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Detlef Shrimp and Detlef. Uh, and uh, Reggie Miller for the Pacers, right? Yeah, I was never Detlef though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I would never pass. Up. I would yeah. make him pass to me. Yeah. There you go. From Grayson Allen screaming at him at the Bucks game tonight, to Steph Curry breaking Ray Allen's record, to mid-range last stand in Wisconsin for the Badgers to NBA Jam. Yeah. That's how you do a effing segment. Received an interesting email yesterday. Remember that survey we had, Ben, about uh, the average price of like how much a fan spends on beer and drinking for college football stadiums? Yeah. Well, the same people uh, emailed me again. They now, emailed they, you? Oh, asking. I, I see. I see. Well, I asked if I could have the lady on who did the survey of the... <laughs> She, and the, uh, the one lady said, yeah, let me get you in touch with the person who did the article. She's a talker. I'm not. So then I got her email, emailed her, and then I didn't hear anything. Huh. But then I got another email from a new survey they'd done yesterday. So I said, would you like to come on and talk about it? Can you play the conspiracy theory music? Uh, yep. Finish the story. I'm, I'm developing a theory. Okay, well... Uh, I emailed her again yesterday after this new survey they released. It's the survey reveals the worst behaved fans in NCAA football. And I emailed her back and said, hey, I don't know if you got my email last time. We'd like to have you on to talk about your last survey, but I'm intrigued on this survey as well. Could you come on and talk about this one or both of them? And then I got an email back from the lady saying, let me get you in touch with the person who did it. And then I emailed that person, basically the same thing. And I've not received an email. Huh. Do you have a theory? Well. I know my email works. I mean, I don't expect Wisconsin fans to be one of the worst behaved, given the nature of the state. However, I I, I do smell or taste something fishy with the beer consumption survey. There, I either, okay, but you're going to like this then. Either the entire process of the survey was patently false and the way they went about asking questions was wrong. Probably. Or you can do that a lot of things. They just decided to pull the wrong people. Because there's no way. Could be both. Now, Nebraska's number one. Congratulations. They finally got a one score victory. Mm-hmm. However, there's no way that Wisconsin is number three. All right. So, Ben, I'm glad you bring that up because I think Wisconsin would be number one. I would assume so. In their new survey, you're going to laugh. In their new survey, of the worst behaved fans in NCAA football, Wisconsin comes out of top 25. Wisconsin comes in at number 22 for the worst behaved fans. 
in college football. Number one's the worst, obviously, and then it goes. Let me guess. Number one, Michigan. Well, well, hang on. The reason why that Wisconsin is at twenty-two because they drink too much. Yep. <laughs> Their worst behavior is get too drunk. Well, on their survey, yep. how can they get too drunk if they're not at the top of the drinking too much category? We're not drunk enough, according to your surveys, people. But also too drunk at the same time. Maybe they don't want to come on to talk to us because they know their surveys are BS. We called them out. We called them on their bluff. Uh, number one, it was not Michigan. Michigan comes in at number uh, number seven because here's their worst behavior. Yell at other fans. Who does? Michigan is number seven. Oh, Yell yeah. at other fans is their worst behavior. Well, and just be complete pretentious D-bags. Well, speaking of pretension, pre- being pretentious, that goes coincides with who's number one is. One more guess. Ohio State. Ohio State comes in at number two. Alabama. The, Alabama is number one. I mean, that makes sense. Alabama, number one, the worst behaved fans in all of NCAA football. Their worst behavior is being arrogant and think they're better. Ohio State is number two at yell at other fans. LSU is number three at yell at other fans. Number four, Tennessee, throw trash on the field. Well, <laughs> what are you doing, Lane Kiffin? You want to come take a golf ball to the face? A water bottle what? full of spit chew? I don't know why he threw a range ball at Lane Kiffin. At least throw it, like at least throw something you can control the distance with, right? <laughs> a, a range ball, you have no idea how the ball is going to come out, the trajectory. At least be all th- waterlogged. Or no, at least throw sub- At least like a Pro V one at him because you you know you have the velocity, you have the yeah. distance control. Yeah, totally. Uh, number five. Uh, so the top. So the top of the two uh, the drunkest fan bases. That was number one was who again? Do you remember Nebraska? And number two was I forget. I just know uh, maybe Minnesota. I just know it was Nebraska's first one score yeah, victory and then Wisconsin of the year. Was three. Well, coming at the worst behaved fans in NCAA football, Florida is number five with get too drunk. Hmm. Number six is Florida State. Get too drunk. Yet, yet was okay. Whatever, whatever. These these lists are hilarious. Uh, number eight is Texas A and M. Use foul language. Ari- oh, how dare they? Arizona State, who the Badgers will be playing in the Las Vegas Bowl. We'll talk that in a second here with uh, some names uh, yesterday with the media day. Arizona State number nine. Get too drunk. Notre Dame is number ten with arrogant. Think they're better. Eleven. The U. Foul language. Penn State, get too drunk. I think Penn State was number two on that list, if I remember. That correctly. could be true. Penn State, get too drunk. Duke, arrogant, think they're better. Clemson, yell at other fans. Is there anything else besides this now? I mean, really, what this is is they Illinois just... Illinois is number 25? Use foul language? What fans even go to Champaign? They just polled fans from across the country, and then all of those fans just said their rival that they hated because when they go to games, people talk trash to them. So it's really who has the largest fan base and and who's going to hate X team the most. Yeah, real quick, they did most arrogant NCAA football fans. Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Duke 3, Auburn 4, Michigan State's 5th. They did worst behaved football conferences. The SEC, yep. number 1. Big 10, number 2. Nope. Big 12, 3, Pac-12, 4, and ACC is number 5. So uh, to determine our rankings, we surveyed more than 2,000 NCAA football fans across the country to ask them to rate the behavior of every fan base in the Power Five conferences, as well as independent teams. Among responses, 50% were male and 50% were female with an average age of 30 years old. So there's kind of how they got there. Yet they won't come on the show to talk about it. They'll send me around and around and then never respond. Emails. All right, Ben, then there's this. I saw this up on the Twitter sphere. So they were then in the professional ranks, and we'll get to Wisconsin momentarily with the bowl game. Most loyal fan bases, and you'll like this, Benjamin, 
out of the NFL. Most loyal fan bases via a bookie.com ranking everything. Who do you think number one is for most loyal fan bases? The Packers. No. The Eagles. No. America's team. Ugh. The Dallas Cowboys. We them boys. These polls are stupid. Number two is the Colts. And number three. These polls are a waste of my time. Number three. Well, it's like doing power rankings. Number three. That's true. Is your Philadelphia Eagles. I get that. Four of the Niners. Uh, there's a I'm going with this. Five is the Seahawks. Six, the Texans. Seven, the Bears. Eight, Broncos. Nine, the Ravens. And finishing out the number 10, your Green Bay Packers. How can the Packers be 10th on this list? Back to your original point of this being bunk and stupid, Ben. Of most loyal fan bases, the Green Bay Packers have a waiting list for season tickets that if you were on to get it now, if you put your name in, you would almost be probably 100 years old before you would get your season tickets. People are putting on their newborn children to get on this waiting list to have season tickets. There's 137,000-plus names on the waiting list right now with as few as only 750 tickets changing hands some years Unless you have, maybe from the day you're born, from the cradle to the grave, you may not be getting season tickets. Yet they're the 10th loyal fan base. Yeah. The Packers have sold out every game at Lambeau since the late 50s. Yet they're the 10th most loyal fan base. Don't get it.